Welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi, Diana. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me back on. good to see you. It's so great to see you as usual. We have talked a lot before recording and we have so much to, I think, to share and to reflect on today. And I'm very excited to talk about the equinox, upcoming equinox in three weeks, exactly. And what that means and how we can work with that. And also share with the listeners about our online ceremony, which we have been for a while now um, hosting uh, an online circle ceremony and this one will be dedicated to the equinox so I'm really happy to have you here maybe you can introduce yourself for the 10th time to let the (laughs) listeners know that haven't listened to our uh, episodes who you are and what you do and then we get into the topic of the equinox. Perfect. Um, So I'm Diana Westley. My business is called North Node Coach. Um, And I am an evolutionary astrologer, which means I focus on um, kind of the the evolution of our souls over many lifetimes using astrology, using the stars, the cosmos, um, looking at various charts and whatnot to kind of help people understand their celestial story, how their, um, you know, kind of their default modes early in this lifetime based off of where they're coming from, um, what they're growing toward and expanding and evolving into over the course of this lifetime. Um, And so I guess I, again, kind of marry the stars and our souls to, to help people understand themselves better. Um, And then I also work a lot with goddess asteroids and dwarf planets um, and kind of significant celestial points in astrology to help all people um, kind of reconnect with the feminine archetypes and and better understand those stories and how they're playing out for them in their lives. Um, But I find that that women in particular really enjoy kind of exploring those goddess archetypes using astrology um, since you know, most of the planets are named after male deities, there's more of an emphasis on the masculine. Um, And so it's kind of this nice way of bringing the feminine in um, and making astrology a bit more relatable to women. Um, So that's kind of the the long short of of what I do. Um, And and yeah, I'm just so thrilled to be here. Um, So thank you to everyone who's tuning in and listening today. Mm, Yeah, thank you for sharing. And just on the topic of asteroids and the goddesses and the feminine, I feel like that has really emerged for me like so strongly lately and and the whole Venus mystery and cycles and also after uh, 
you explained so much in my astrology about the goddesses. It, it's so it's so much to uncover. And then we love the mythologies, of course. And if people do love mythology, like it's part of our consciousness in some way. And, and everything comes from a root or like some place, even what we think is our fantasy or dreams is like a different dimension um, in some way. So it's, I feel like it gives a whole other perspective and depth when you're working with the asteroids and, and especially the feminine, the divine feminine and the goddesses. It's really powerful. So thank you for doing your work and sharing that. And I'm super excited that we are coming into, so in the Northern hemisphere, we're gonna soon in three weeks celebrate the spring equinox. And it's a shift of seasons. It's a shift of elements. It's the shift of like the balance between day and night and the sun and the moon. Uh, it's so much and it's probably why it's been so celebrated and, and a very auspicious time throughout history. And there's a lot of mythology around the equinox and um, from different cultures and dating back so long back. And that's something that I will be also talking about in our ceremony because it's the stories are how we have evolved and, and the stories that are passed on, give us so much wisdom from our ancestors and also uh, those that have walked on earth and are of the earth now and that has become into our bodies as well because our ancestry is like evolving and, and create like just reshaped in us. And, um, and astrologically, it is a big event. Maybe you want to share that because it's a sh like we're we're in the th last three weeks of this uh, astrological year. So maybe you want to share what it means, and we will get into it much deeper in in the online ceremony and uh, circle. But you can share maybe what it what it means, but also like what these this past time has meant for us and what is important right now to prepare for that yeah certainly um so the equinox in astrology um kind of marks the end of the astrological year so um the sun moves from pisces the final sign of the zodiac into aries which is a time of rebirth and renewal um, after a time of endings, of release, of transcendence from a previous cycle when we're working with that Pisces energy. And so where we are right now is that phase of release and healing, cleansing, renewing. Um, this is kind of the, the Pisces energy. We're asked to rest more than usual during Pisces season. And if anyone has a friend who has a Pisces sun or a lot of Pisces in their charts, if you're familiar with um, kind of the astrological birth chart, um, you may notice that these friends like to take a lot of naps. They <laughs> sleep longer nights than the average person. Um, they're all about 
resting. They might have kind of a, a dreamy look about them, just kind of their, their nature um, is that they're good at kind of checking out from the busyness of daily life, from the intensity of daily life, and kind of um, going within to restore um, their energy, to, to heal, to release things. Um, and so all of us during Pisces season, during the season that we're currently in, um, at the end of this astrological year, are being called to kind of reflect on, on where we've come since March of 2021. Um, you know, what big events have happened? What shifts have happened? Um, what are we ready to heal and release and forgive? What can we celebrate? Um, you know, what are the things that we're being really called to, to dream into, to step into, to move towards? And it's not necessarily that, that this is the time to kind of dream into those things and take immediate action. It's more to kind of ready ourselves, ready our spirits, our souls, our bodies, our mind um, to take action, inspired action, as we cross over that equinox threshold and move into April, um, or sorry, not April, but Aries season, um, April soon to follow. <laughs> um, and so the, the equinox will be exact on March 20th, um, kind of across the board, across most time zones, it'll be on the 20th. Um, and, and the equinox is also this time of kind of quickening energies. So um, it's when day and night are equal, but it's also when kind of the difference between day and night is, is changing most rapidly. Um, at the two, the two solstices, um, things are kind of slowing down to reach their peak, but during the equinoxes, changes is upon us. Um, there's this energy of quickening, of moving towards something new and different. Um, so during this kind of transitional phase, we, we find ourselves kind Kind of again slowing down and, and rounding out a cycle um, on kind of a soul or a spiritual level um, but we're moving into this phase where energy will really pick up um, during Aries season this quickening of energies changing of cycles um, and so Aries season you know we have this this fiery energy um, our spirits are kind of um, rekindled and, and we have this hope and this faith and this um, you know optimism and excitement and passion and verve and <laughs> fervor and, and all the rest of it kind of um, setting our, our souls and our spirits on fire and moving us into um, a brand new astrological year, um, moving us into again the cycle of rebirth after a cycle of endings where anything is possible um, is kind of the Aries energy and also where we feel really focused on um, the things that are truest to us. Aries has a very focused quality about it. Um, it knows what it wants and it goes after it. Even if it wants lots of different things, it's willing to take its energy and, and move forward on those things. So again, for now, it's okay to rest. It's okay to, to dream. It's okay to heal, to release, to close out some cycles in our lives, to reflect on where we We've been because um, when Aries season comes, when we again move through this this equinox phase into a new astrological year, um, the opportunity to to move more quickly, to do more, to take more action will be upon us. Um, 
I also want to note really quickly that, um, you know, this upcoming Aries season is going to be kind of unique. So, so typically um, when we move into Aries season, we'll either have lots of planets in Aries, maybe in Taurus, um, you know, some, some planetary energies kind of moving into that new cycle with the sun. Um, but this time we have planets in Aquarius, we have them in Pisces still. Um, so we're, we're, we're working with this, this interesting energy of like the sun will be reborn, we'll be entering this new inspired phase, but we still have this attachment to the past. We still have, you know, maybe the wisdom we've gained over the past year, um, this attunement to, to the collective, to something bigger, to something beyond ourselves, that the sun is going to be kind of, um, you know, illuminating um so so we're still going to be working with you know venus and, and mars and aquarius and pisces um and and you know planets kind of following the sun in these later kind of more collectively oriented signs um more spiritual as well when we're working with pisces aries is very spiritual in its own right but but pisces you know really works with this energy of like universal compassion love um spiritual transcendence and so on. And so we're going to have this really cool marriage of, of the new um, while, while still working with the old during the equinox, while still working with um, the gifts, the talents, the, um, the evolution that, that we've been through um, and getting to leverage that, um, marrying compassion with the planets in Pisces um, and kind of that collective mindset with planets still in Aquarius with, again, this this energy of, of new beginnings, of initiative, of, of passion. Um, so it'll be a really powerful time um, as we're again moving out of one astrological year into a new one with this equinox. Um, there's more going on there, but um, but I'd love to pass it back over to you, Sharon, because I know you have some things you want to share on this too. <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing um, I love that. So I love the water element in astrology and everything that we are in right now. Um, and it's it's really felt, I think, now that I reflect on what you're talking about and also like kind of like a closure and letting go of something that's going on right now. And I think many people feel that. And um, it's... Uh, so it's so interesting that we astrologically go into like this passionate fiery energy and this drive and this masculine more masculine energy of um it's kind of like a birth and a growing and so what i wanted to share was also that um so when it comes to astrology it's like global and international the same thing but when we get into the seasons, we can see like there's a balancing happening. And what's important also for our listeners in Australia is to know that not even like the thing, the energies that you're speaking about is still, it doesn't matter if it's a spring or autumn equinox, but for, for um, so we start the astrological year now and um, the, um, the Southern hemisphere are going through so if we say from a nature and season perspective, more of 
like a release now um, that's going to happen because it's going to be the autumn equinox. And that means that night will take over the day and up here it will be the opposite. It will be like a balance of day and night, but then it's going to the sun and the young energy is taking over. So for for us here in the northern hemisphere, the the time and the, the season of of the tree element is strong in Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine. And that's something that I will talk about, like how to work with that element, um, because it's a very forward moving energy. It's young, it's growth, you know, the tree, how, how that energy is and that medicine of the tree. So it's, it's interesting just to see, okay, so it's fire and tree and the tree helps also the fire to grow because you need like wood to, well, it's actually the wood element it's called when, now that I'm thinking about it in English. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's like giving energy to this fire. And then from my, my path in um, uh, the priestess path, it, this uh, season will represent, so we've gone through a birth at the, the solstice, winter solstice, and uh, the first breath there in between the solstice and the equinox. And the equinox is the connection and attunement that, that happens between mother and baby and the eye gazing. So I think that's a beautiful thing because that means that we can, if we don't have that uh, physical experience with the baby, we have that with our own mother. We, we had that experience when we came into the world of kind of, you see when babies are looking into their mother's eyes and it's like a connection that is so deep and it's like a communication through eye gazing. And then I look at it also, the, the connection we have with the divine mother and her cosmic eyes, which we can look up to and see in the stars, or we can see it in, uh, we can connect with mother of the earth or the earth mother and connect with her that way and gaze into her uh, body and everything. And that is so beautiful. So the connection, like always understanding that we are always children of something and we are also a mother of something or the caregiver of something in, in this. I mean, when we're tending to the land or we're tending to a life or tending to ourselves, we're also mothering. So that, that beautiful balance between the mothering and being mothered um, at this time. I will share more of that as well at the ceremony and connect with that beautiful essence. And now that I talk about the mother and the goddess, maybe we can get into that because we will work with that, of course, during the ceremony, because we are always connecting with uh, the goddesses in our ceremony. So from your perspective, what is important? What is like highlighted from your knowledge? Yeah, I, I really love that. And I'm glad that you brought up that mothering energy because we don't necessarily always associate that with the beginning of Aries season, even though this Aries season will be a very goddess-laden one um, with Pallas Athena and Eris hanging out in Aries right now. Um, 
But what when you say that, what it really brings up for me is um, Ceres and, and Persephone and their myth, um, which is really prominent um, around the two equinoxes. Um, so again, here in the Northern Hemisphere, um, as Sharon mentioned, you know, we're entering into spring. And so in the myth of Ceres and Persephone, um, or really Ceres and Proserpina, I'm kind of conflating the Greek and the Roman ones, but um, let's just say Demeter and Persephone for now. In the myth of Demeter and Persephone, um, the Greek version, um, Persephone um, returns from, from her underworld reign um, where she spends the fall and the winter. She returns to her mother, um, to, to Demeter um, at the spring equinox. And that's why we get spring that's why we get summer and um, these these joyous bountiful fruitful months of rebirth of renewal um it's it's a very joyous energy to have this return of the sun um whereas for for those in the southern hemisphere um the fall equinox um also brings up the theme of demeter and persephone in this case this is persephone returning to the underworld um where she's separated from her mother in ceres or demeter grieves um, and goes through this process of releasing, of, of letting go, of, of transitioning really um, from this space of, of being the mother, which she gets to return to each spring and summer, um, into a space of, of being more the crone, of, of kind of entering this new stage and phase of her own life, um, a marker of, of endings, um, of release, um, but also of heightened wisdom and, and knowledge that comes through the process of, of grieving, of releasing, of kind of more challenging and difficult experiences. Um, so for folks on, on either end, um, the equinox, um, the fall and the spring really do heighten that, that myth and that theme of, of Demeter and Persephone, you know, um, are we celebrating kind of the, the return, the, um, the reconnection with loved ones in some way with that nurturing energy, with that bountiful procreative and creative energy in the spring? Um, or are we in need of maybe some grieving, some release if, if we're kind of working with this energy in the fall, um, thinking about what our next chapter is in life and um, again if we're kind of in more the space of release um so so um astrologically um Ceres and Persephone have been kind of hanging out with each other the asteroids or the dwarf planet and the asteroid rather um and you know they're I think even during this equinox kind of inviting us into you know where we are in our own process of, of mothering and nurturing ourselves in our own process of release in our own process of, of kind of attuning ourselves to the different seasons and how we kind of flow with them. And if we're able to, to transition easily between them or if we're still kind of fighting it, if there's more of a struggle, if there's more suffering, um, how can we allow more ease and more flow into um, honoring the different seasons 
seasons and cycles and chapters of our lives, um, of our experience of, of mothering, of nurturing ourselves and others, um, of experiencing the abundance um, versus, you know, allowing for that release. So, um, so that's a big um, energy and mythology and, and astrology when we're thinking about um, these equinox phases. Um, do you have any more um, to share on that, Sheeran, or, or other kind of goddesses that come up for you? Yeah, I mean, th this is the time of also what we call Easter, and it's not exactly on that date, but it's, um, of course, me working with goddess Ishtar and her energy and her descent and her ascent and all of what that means. And also just thinking about Persephone and how even when she went into the underworld, she was became a queen. Like it's, it's so yeah. important, that aspect of it. So it's a lot of like, so traditionally like this season, and, and we're going to be celebrating it on March 17th, by the way, but it's the energy is felt like before and after. And even if you can't join live, we're going to be recording this transmission and ceremony. You can do it whenever you want. And for me, like sharing the story of like this cosmic egg and womb, which is so connected to uh, Ishtar and so many other goddesses and these traditions that are very strong at this time the birth and the um it symbolizes so much and i think that working with with for me like working with ishtar it's a always a year-long process and and involves so much and i really think that that's an important aspect to work with and kind of seeing Maybe at this time that it, it is, we have shed all of the layers that we needed to, and especially the winter really, like from the fall equinox until now, there has been kind of like a descent and mm -hmm. we're in the final stages. And then we can see the birth and this is the birth also of ourselves and, and nature and of like, these beautiful stories of the, the goddess birth in an egg. Uh, so I'm thinking about the, the goddesses that are also connected to the Easter and to uh, Ishtar, of course, Astarte. And um, I think that those yeah. will be so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's her, yeah. her in different names and with yeah. different faces. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, with regards to thinking about kind of Ishtar, um, or Demeter and Persephone in ancient civilizations, these transitional phases, these, these descents and ascents that happen around the equinoxes, um, they were honored and they were celebrated and they were ritualized. Um, and so part of why it's so exciting to come together with others in ceremony um, and kind of practice some rituals together, kind of go deeper into the wisdom of these times um, is because they are big shifts for us. And if we don't 
honor them and, and celebrate them and work with them in a conscious way, we kind of miss out on, um, you know, the, the fullness of potential that comes from these, these times of, of major change, these kind of shifting of, of annual eras or epochs that we're working with. And so, um, so it is, you know, whether you're able to join us on the 17th um, or, or do some sort of ritual or ceremony on your, your own or with, you know, loved ones or with people in your local community, um, it's just such a, a powerful um, time to really, you know, honor where you've been, um, you know, look forward to where you want to go, be intentional, um, you know, kind of you know, allow for that experience of, of death and rebirth that comes around the equinoxes, um, whether we're being reborn again as that queen of the underworld um, or, or being reborn as that goddess of, of spring and, and new beginnings. Um, either way, we're going through these, these major transitions. Um, and again, without honoring them and celebrating them in a conscious way and um, we can feel anxious or depressed or ungrounded because um, that quickening of the time that quickening of, of the cycles that that kind of major change and, and shift that's happening at the equinoxes can feel really destabilizing if we don't center ourselves on something um, and and really connect ourselves to something bigger, maybe connect ourselves to the, the magic and, and the spirit of what's happening in those moments. Um, so again, it's, it's a really powerful time for ritual, for ceremony, for coming together with others, and just for working with these energies in a conscious way. Um, yeah, any, anything to share on that, Sharon? No, it's so beautiful. Um, I think that it's, like you said, it's so we can usually feel shifts happening and it's the same with astrological, all astrological shifts or uh, earthly vibrational shifts. And when we're aware and conscious of them, we can start to like use it in a potent way and to mm -hmm. attune to that and to really go with the flow of it because sometimes we're not really aligned like life and what's happening in our external life, like yeah. what's happening inside and outside. So I think that, yeah, just being in attunement. I think also one, one important thing is to know that now is like as the seasons shift anyways, but at the points of the shift, it's really good to observe nature and to be with nature and to listen and to smell and to sense and see and like with all of our senses because it's kind of like a inner shift as well we, we think that we're separate from nature but we're actually not separate because then we would be flying away and we're not and even the birds come back all the time so we're definitely part of it uh, not just part of it we are it but in a different shape than the earth so yeah I, I'm really loving this and we will in the show notes if anyone wants to read more about the ceremony and about we've also written what this season is about uh, you can read there and we will have an early bird discount until Monday, March 14th. So it will be $33 instead of 
$55. And um, we hope that as many people as possible want to join live. If you can't join live, do join the, the recorded version. And um, we will be able to answer any questions in the live session and also for those joining uh, after that uh, through Instagram or email or anything. Is there anything else you would like to share about the, the whole celebration ceremony or the equinox? Yeah, um, I guess just reflecting for a moment more on kind of where we are right now um, in anticipation of both the ceremony and, and of the equinox. Um, if you're able to, to spend some time in or around water, whether this is like taking a bath or, or kind of ritualizing your daily shower um, or being in a pool or a body of water, um, it's such a powerful way of working with kind of this Pisces season, this Pisces energy. Again, um, you know, Sharon brought up, you know, can we flow more with the seasons? Can we flow more with these different cycles by attuning? to nature um, and Pisces is so big on flowing on surrendering to the universal flow really surrendering to the the natural flow of what's going on around us um, kind of giving in to to that flow to um, the current that's carrying us um, and so so again just you know, over the next couple of weeks before we, you know, connect in ceremony before the equinox, um, just wanted to, to bring us back to the present, which is a really beautiful moment during this Pisces season. Can we let go? Can we flow more? Um, and the more we can, the better able we'll be able to work with the, the inspiration, which is really the, the re-inspiriting that we get during Aries season. Our, our spirit um, is reborn and it, it kind of um, really takes off at that time but the more we can cleanse ourselves and um, you know spend time in and around water become like water kind of tap into that flow um, tap into the magic of the present moment tap into the magic of the current the better right now um, the more we can kind of allow ourselves to to move into the space of trust and faith um, in the unknown um, because Aries kind of asks us to courageously dive into it, <laughs> dive into that, that unknown space, the more we can trust and believe and have faith and have hope that things will work out, um, the better positioned we'll be to, to really maximize that energy. Um, and then a quick practice. So um, I recently worked with a woman actually in New Zealand um, who, who offered me this, this really beautiful practice where as we breathe in, we envision a wave coming up um, over our backs, kind of from the base of our spine, raising up over our backs to the top of our head. And as we breathe out, it just kind of falls down us like a waterfall down our front side. Um, and by taking a couple intentional breaths like that each day, envisioning ourselves as this wave, as this energy that's just, just 
flowing. I'm flowing in and out of contact with other people, with other energies, um, with experiences and all the rest of it. Um, it's, it's just this really powerful practice of of both remembering um, kind of that, that we do have kind of the power and the potential of a wave um, that, that we um, also have the power and potential to release and to be constantly, you know, reborn, like each wave um, kind of comes out of this, this universal, um, you know, energy and then and then is released back into it and then comes back again. Um, and so, so again, as you breathe in, the wave is raising up over your back. Um, as you breathe out, it's kind of flowing down your face, down your body. Um, so whether you can spend time in and around water or whether you do a practice like that, um, it's just a really nice way of honoring Aries season of cleansing, of releasing and preparing for this work that we're going to be coming together to do in the coming weeks. Um, so I just wanted to offer that um, for, for this beautiful, magical present moment um, before we close. Um, any final thoughts on that, Sharon? I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that can be so useful in all the time. And I love that. And I, I just feel like it's a very great time now I feel like because we're sharing this episode three weeks before you have a lot of time to reflect and go within and to also kind of close a year because for many cultures, uh, the spring equinox is a new year's celebration as well. So like really seeing like, what are we closing now and what, what can we also consciously start releasing um, and then letting the new energy come in and starting to also be in gratitude of everything that will grow for us to live uh, the nourishment and the i mean the sun nourishes us the mother earth is nourishing us so i think it's a beautiful time and just to end the the call today i just want to also share that in our online ceremony and circle we will talk about topics more deeply and share much more into the mystery of this uh, celebration. And we will also do like practices and meditations and everything that, that we need and want that is like just welcoming in this new energy and to set the right tone for ourselves and to align with the frequency. So I can't wait. I'm very excited for that. And I want to thank you so much again for uh, being here, sharing, and I can't wait for the ceremony. And anyone who has any questions can connect with us. I've shared the link in uh, the, the show notes for anyone that wants to read more about this and to sign up. So thank you so much, Diana. Great. Thank you, Sharon. And thank you to everyone who tuned in and listened. Um, I hope you all have a blessed Pisces season and um, look forward to seeing many of you at the ceremony on 17th of March. Thank you.